Hey, faith family. Welcome to the Beyond Sunday podcast at Calvary Bible, where we go beyond the Sunday sermon to explore some rabbit holes and to bring some biblical truths to the surface. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Calvary Bible Church, welcome back. Got another exhilarating episode of Beyond Sunday. That's right. You got it. Um, So you ready for a good joke? Nope. A bad joke. (laughs) I can hit the mark on that one. Nope. Uh, If athletes get athlete's foot, what do astronauts get? Surely I have to get this. Surely. Moon dust foot. No. No. Gravity foot. It's even a little bit like wintery themed. Um, a winter flower. There's your hint. A winter flower. I think it's a wow. I think it's a flower. Wow. Mistletoe. That's, Mistletoe. That is bad. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> I thought oh so my. too. That's a flower, isn't Did it? Did you hear that? I yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a flower. I, I guess. I don't, I don't know if it's actually a flower. I think it grows above people's heads. It, it grows from, yeah, from some <laughs> door or it grows in. It's Advent season. It is. It's Advent season. And um, week one of Advent, mm-hmm. um, I am glad to be back in this time of year. It's just a good, like, centering I love it. season. Um, so, uh, if you're not familiar, we've been doing Advent now for as, as long as I can remember. Quite a while. Yeah. It's like, I can we remember. We didn't always. No, but it's been enough years now that I can't remember the last time we didn't yeah. do it. Um, so if you're not familiar with Advent, if you're newer to the church or something like that, it's this leading up to Christmas, uh, type Christian tradition and holiday mm-hmm. that is less celebratory in like the you know, lights and colors and hoopla, um, and a little bit more of, uh, I think of it like an old Testament, the silent years, you know, between the, the prophets and Jesus is coming where they're waiting and they're waiting and they're waiting for the King to come. And, uh, and that's what the season is to kind of bring mm-hmm. us back to mentally and spiritually, this mm-hmm. reminder that this is not our home. We're waiting. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you remember good. what Advent means? Coming, yeah, or arrival. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, so it's a really, you know, I th- I've, I always thought of Advent and thought immediately of Christmas. You mm-hmm. know, first arrival of of the yeah. baby, baby Jesus. Mm-hmm. But as you've helped us with but, through the years, there's another arrival. Yeah, and the way I like to say it is, we've got one eye on the, mm-hmm. you know, on the cradle, and one mm-hmm. eye, or no, how do I say it? Mm-hmm. It's one eye in the sky and mm-hmm. one eye. Yeah. On the cross or the cradle, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Optic. Double focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, we're thinking about two different arrivals. That one's re- coming. That reading on Sunday was so good. Uh, wow. Well, that I, responsive reading was... I wish I could take credit for it. I did not write it was that. so good. If uh, you thought I wrote that, thank I didn't. You. Thank I, did, you. I didn't think you did, okay. but I loved it. <laughs> yeah. I, what I loved about it, I said to Michelle earlier today... I had never thought about all of the things that we enjoy about Christmas, you know, the lights and the mm-hmm. festivity and all, it all points to this great event that has taken place. And mm-hmm. man, and I, and I know I'm not the only one. A lot of people said that reading was super yeah. helpful. Uh, yeah. That book, um, it's called Every Moment Holy 
a friend of mine recommended it a couple mm. of years ago, and we've read from it a handful of times here mm. in, in the services. And okay. It's super well written. and uh, That was powerful. Yeah. And the ending of it was, uh, Michelle's mom said the, un- the ending of it was so personal. Yes. Yeah, it, it really, did. It she, felt- she hit it on the head. That was exactly what it mm-hmm. felt like. Yeah. Yeah, we so, miss you. Well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, no, that was just uh, came across it and thought Thank it was you. fitting. It was. Um, so it's a good time of year. Mm-hmm. Advent season. It's the best. Um, all right. So we started off week one. This year we're doing the traditional kind of Advent words, mm-hmm. and hope is week one. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're in Romans chapter eight. Uh, if you weren't with us, Romans chapter. Eight. Mm-hmm. I'm in Hebrews. Mm-hmm. My Bible's open to Hebrews. Romans no, eight. No, do eight. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go do to Romans eight. To Romans eight. I think verses we started at verse eighteen. Eighteen to twenty-five. Mm-hmm. Um, so, quick question, just as a general thought here: What's the thought or Paul's thought behind highlighting creation in Romans eight? Like, why did Paul go there? Um. So when I looked at the context of this. Mm-hmm. I think that what has to happen is um, I'm going. I'm just scrolling all the way back to the top just to make sure. So I think the only thing that's that's drawing him to this so far mm-hmm. is the fact that life on Earth has got to give way to another kind of life, but it's it's more uh, it's. It's more than just an individual redemption. So it, it goes cosmic um, with what creation has suffered. Mm-hmm. And so my only, my only thought would be that when Paul considers the, suffer, the suffering that's going on in the world, he's aware of the curse mm-hmm. and that, that original curse announced in full in Genesis 3 does include, of course, the ground suffering yeah. and so forth. So that's about the only thing I could make of that because um, the, the two times in the reading, Paul gives creation the ability to feel or to wait. Mm-hmm. And so to, to say that the whole world, the whole, uh, the whole created world that is non-human is actually waiting for a redemption that involves us. Mm-hmm. And I didn't state that, and I should have, that you know, creation itself is waiting for us. Yeah. Like it, it can't be healed until, it, uh, you know, until that salvation is complete in what is called here the revealing of the sons of God. So that's about all I could make of that, is that he's going all the way back to creation, the curse, and its effect. Yeah. Um, oh, do you have some other? Maybe no, other it's just a, that? no. That's helpful, and that's a good reminder. The Genesis three, the ground was a part of that curse, and just the comprehensive <clears throat> nature of sin's effects mm-hmm. in the world. It's it's beyond just the human realm. It's you know, the created world that's affected by it. Um, I, th- I, th- I do think for our uh, what would you call our camps? I think more more than likely we focus on individual. Mm-hmm. salvation individualism is, is of course an american thing as yeah. a whole but i think we're we're probably not the ones that are are focused too much on you know there's more to redemption than just me being redeemed mm-hmm. we're talking about a whole new heavens and a new earth yeah um so then in verse 19 you just read the <clears throat> phrase the yeah. revealing of the sons of god 
Can you just touch on that one more time? So uh, what I was trying to say on Sunday is that uh, when you and I are facing, you know, some of the hardships and the sufferings of being in these human bodies, which are well fitted for this world, uh, let's remember that at the return of Christ, um, you know, when our salvation is complete, pick the time. I mean, whether you want to talk about at the return of Christ, if you want to talk about the second coming, if you want to talk about the final judgment, uh, whenever, whatever time period when our salvation is complete, whenever point in time, there is going to be um, a revealing in the sense of our, our bodies are going to look like, let's say, Christ resurrected body and so um mm -hmm. so I, I was trying to think of and, and i probably should have did this on sunday have you ever watched the home makeover shows at all yeah mm -hmm. so my funnest part is to at the very end and i can't even remember the name of these shows but there was one show in particular where where you you knew what the house looked like at the start and so at the very end they bring the couple back in and then they're going to reveal mm -hmm. the the chain and the like before yeah. and after. It's right. amazing. The Chip and Joanna it, reveal. Well, there would be one. Yeah. Is that the, do they do that? Where they somebody moved a oh, big yeah. thing out of the that way. That was their thing. Okay. Yeah. It's like a picture of the old house. Yeah. And then they pull it away. And I think for me that was sort of the the best illustration I have to think about this revealing. There's going to be a point at which, let's say, um, you know, God. The angelic beings, they're mm -hmm. going to see that transformation, um, and and that that is where you know the, the the sons of God, the children of God in verse twenty one, and then adoption as sons in twenty three. I made reference to those three places where family language mm -hmm. is is used. So we're going to at that moment look like we're supposed to. We'll look more like our heavenly Father than we do now. So all the limitations of our physical frame and all of this that's that's been racked by the rebellion, that's mm -hmm. going to be erased. And the new life, and the, including the new body, is really something to look forward to. And I think beyond Sunday, uh, to think about Advent Sunday number one, at least for us, I know it changes for different churches. Some of them, they do it on different days. But for mm -hmm. us, this past Sunday, Advent one focused on hope. Uh, my hope has to be uh, solid with respect to I can't wait to see what I'm going to look like. Mm -hmm. Something like that. As opposed to me getting so caught up with this world, my body, my aches and pains, you know, whatever stage of life, blah, blah, blah. So. Yeah. Um, but that brings us to the back to the word hope. And when things are really, when you're when things are good, you're not really hoping for yeah, anything. You have everything. So this is a, a, a great reminder in Romans 8 here that we're in a season where there's suffering and groaning. Um, I, I was just thinking about the American church and just Americans mm -hmm. in general. Uh, I've been thinking about this idea a fair amount recently. Mm -hmm. um, just this idea that, man, life is, the purpose of life is to have fun and to not suffer or go through yeah. hard things. And uh, I don't think I mentioned it, but on Sunday, but in uh, our ABF, we're studying Ecclesiastes. We're just talking about, there was that mm -hmm. famous poem in Ecclesiastes 3, there's a time for this, a time for that. Yep. And it's always contrasted, you know, both extremes and everything then in between. Exactly. And we want to run, that was part of our discussion, we want to run, we've talked about this before, mm -hmm. just out of difficult times yeah. as quickly as possible. 
Um, but it, it's mm -hmm. usually like a quick escapism that we want to run to. Mm -hmm. Things are really hard. So I'm going to, you know, yeah. solve it with money yeah. or I'm going to solve it with yeah. you know, eating or I'm going to solve it with yeah. whatever, you know, our go-to is uh, as opposed to maybe recognizing the suffering for mm -hmm. what it is yeah. and trying to appreciate what we gain from it. I don't know. So I guess no, my, my question is, why is that so hard for us? Like, is that an American I, thing? Yeah, I think... Human thing. I think it's the human thing. I mean, th this is where I've benefited from, you know, through mm -hmm. in the past, just reading, reading a lot of uh, older works. It, it's a human thing, but it's a great reminder that we're built for something better. You know, our our need, that knee jerk mm -hmm. reaction for us to say what we're experiencing on earth with the sufferings, and I use those two broad categories, right? Whenever you're dealing with the physical sufferings of your body behaving badly. The, uh, the, moral, uh, the moral sufferings of people behaving badly, um, we know instinctively, we know that we're built, we're built for something better than this. Mm -hmm. So I think that, I think that you know, it's a, human, it's, a, it's a human dilemma. It drives the human, um, the human spirit, I think, to continue to create and uh, you know, come up with technology that that makes us better. You know, you just think about the effort and the money that's gone into making life better. And so we feel it. You know, we feel like, okay, we were made for something better than this. We know it. And so we're going to do everything we can to create the flourishing that we know humanity is supposed to enjoy. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So what would you say to someone who spiritually is just kind of content with where they are? Like, you know what? I don't really desire to grow anymore i'm just i'm going to be happy with yeah. these certain sins and my my rhythms and routines and it's kind of just it's good enough yeah i mean i mean i want to say that our our bible teaching around here let, let's start with that I, I think our bible teaching around here needs to continue to drive home the point that we don't study the bible just to to know god better we study the Bible to know God better so that we'll love him more. Mm -hmm. And I, if we can keep doing that, then I would say to, you know, any any of you, I mean, I'd say to you, as I would say to me, when those plateaus hit and things get complacent, I, I do I do need to remember that this is God's kingdom that I'm in. And uh, if I if I read the Bible correctly, there's no place for me to be lackadaisical about the way in which I use talents to use a biblical word. So I think that would be one of the, one of the ways I would sh sort of mm -hmm. shock myself is to say, this is God's kingdom. And again, just think about mm -hmm. the value of saying every morning to God, you know, uh, our Father who's in heaven, hallowed be your name. Mm -hmm. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I can't quote that, say that sincerely, and then kind of say, you know, I'm, I'm content. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. I was even like just this morning, kind of thinking about and, and meditating on the fact that I'm a sinner, and my fear of God is not where it needs to be. You know, as much as I know it and talk about it, yeah. and even you know try and grow in that understanding of what that looks like yeah. in my life, I still feel like if I if yeah. I saw God yeah. in the way that He truly is, yeah. it would 
You'd, you'd be transformed. Crack me into, you would be transformed. Yeah, transformed. And I, and I think, and, and what you're saying, though, I think is true for all of us. So in the scriptures, any glimpse of God does something to the person. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm thinking about if you, if to go back to what you said, if you and I actually saw God, mm-hmm. the first thing it would do, it, it would humble us. Yeah. Literally to death, it would humble us because we're not supposed to see him and not die. So it would humble us greatly. But I think the other thing is, don't don't you think that if you saw him, the reality of that would be his love would be overwhelming, and you'd be so filled with gratitude that you would just do anything for him. And Mm -hmm. I think that's what that's what the scriptures is saying when God recorded, you know, when you when you see him, you'll be like him. It'll change us. So the so our you know this beyond Sunday stuff is we hope so much for the future, and what our eternal state will will be like. That um, you know we want to live with that being our confident assurance now, and that's why on Sunday remember I ended with with the rest of that verse from Second Corinthians because we're looking to those things which are not seen as opposed to the things that are seen. So if I really say I'm hoping in the redemption of my body, then that also means I'm looking, my focus is on the unseen things of God. And that drives my life now. And and I want that, of course, beyond Sunday. Yeah. So that takes me to another question. Um, You used a uh, a synonym for hope. Mm -hmm. And I think it was maybe what you just said, like a confident assurance, mm-hmm. right? Because we're, we can't see it, can't touch it, yeah. but yet there's this confidence level and an assurance yeah. there that I, I, that's, that's what hope is. Yeah. Is that summarizing what you said on Sunday a little it bit? It is because, and I was trying to think what, you know, what was happening in my own head and heart when I'm going through this before coming to Sunday. And it was, you know, how do, how do you, how do you describe, how do you define hope? What, what is mm-hmm. hope? And it is, it, in the Bible, it's desire plus expectancy. Now, the desire part implies that it's something good, something preferable. The expectancy implies that there's no doubt in my mind this is going to happen. And so that's what, what I was trying to think through is, you know, what is hope? What is biblical yeah. hope for mm-hmm. us? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good distinction too. The difference between I, hope, yeah, as in oh, I hope this happens, yeah, but a biblical hope, yeah, that is even very more solid. So. And so, and I may not be getting this right, so somebody could check this. But if I remember correctly, my Hebrew professor said that what's interesting about that Hebrew word for hope is that in the ancient world it was signified by a rope, and so for oh, mariners, for mm-hmm. mariners in particular, to have a, a rope tied from the boat mm-hmm. to the, the dock mm-hmm. or to the shore was that solid, uh, literally that solid line that uh, gave you your your direction and it kept you stable. Mm-hmm. And I like that illustration. I hope I, I think I have that right. I, I hope I, almost, too. <laughs> there you go. You caught that. Uh, I want to say that that Hebrew word is like tikwa or something like that. And if it is, then that's really a good way to think about it. This mm-hmm. is something solid for us. Mm-hmm. It keeps us tethered to reality that's a preferable future for us. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess a question in closing to really drive this home for us, mm-hmm. you know, post-Sunday. Mm-hmm. 
beyond Sunday. Yes, beyond. Um, what are the things that we tend to hope in? What are those like, man, these are the ones that we go to, Bible church yeah. people um, mm-hmm. that are false hopes. Yeah, but you mentioned a couple of those several minutes back, not as firm, not as many minutes back as you probably could have gone with you in Bill's episode. I hear you said that was pretty yeah, long. Yeah, yeah, it was a long one. So several minutes back, uh, you listed some of those things that we hope is. I think, so if, if we, you know, when I was looking at the group, if you could have seen them, a lot of us older folks were would, would say that we we put our hope in the temporary fixes for our physical bodies a lot. I mean that's just that's just who mm-hmm. we are. So that that's one of those I think mm-hmm. that we're as opposed to and what I wanted to make sure we talked about a little bit was at the end of this. But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Mm-hmm. So this uh, this idea that you uh, were after several minutes back where rather than try to run immediately away from, why don't we go ahead and listen to verse 25 and say, no, no, because we have hope, because we're hoping in what we can't see yet, mm-hmm. then we're going to wait for it patiently. That word is always used like this with patient endurance. I'm waiting. I'm enduring the sufferings. Because I know that what's coming is far greater. And, it, and, and as I good. said on Sunday with that slide, right, that's equal to saving faith. Mm-hmm. And I should have quoted, but I didn't. Um, you know, Hebrews, uh, is it like Hebrews 11.1? 1? Now faith is the substance. I'm using probably old language here, but now faith is the substance of things hoped for, mm-hmm. the evidence of okay. things not seen. Yeah. So there's hope and faith. In that same uh, in that same concept, yeah. So I, I think we I think there are some of these things like a, a fix for our bodies now, um, hoping beyond hope that a um, that that a um, what would you call it a social relationship will will clear up or that there'll be healing uh, socially uh, relationally is the word I was looking for. You okay. know, we hope that there'll be some relational healing in a particular area that can help us move forward. Um, we hope that we coming up, especially this coming year, we hope that government will settle a little bit somehow, or the, the, the thoughts about government in our country would settle a little bit. I mean, we hope that the world would see a little more peace. I mean, I could go on and on. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's some of the things that, yeah. you know, I'd no, love, I'd love for all of those examples. things to happen. Mm-hmm. And there wouldn't be, they wouldn't be bad things. They would not necessarily be bad things. Um, no, but they, they don't have saving effects, soul-saving effects. No, and, and beyond Sunday, whatever is happening in my world this week, I should look at this text and say, I do believe it's reality. So the sufferings of this present time, they cannot compare mm-hmm. to the glory that's to be revealed. I need mm-hmm. to know that for sure deep in my heart because it keeps me from despair through the hardship and the brokenness of this world. Mm-hmm. And I think for me in my day-to-day life, when when you're in the middle of whatever it is, yeah. it's like you can't see beyond what's right in front so of you. So heavy. So to like just pause and try and step back or wait on a decision yeah. patiently and give it a couple of days yeah. and then just gain some perspective, you remind yourself of what's in Romans 8 and you say, okay, uh, it'll be okay. Yeah. There's, yeah. Yeah. There's coming a better day. And I also, you know, and I appreciate, and you may be one of those, the folks through the years that have said to me, you, you've told me about how God has sustained you 
through very, very difficult times, which means that his grace becomes sufficient at the time. Uh, I find myself often wondering, Lord, could I take that? Could I handle that? It's not the point. God promises to give grace when you need it, and that's what mm -hmm. he does. He's a good father. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good news for us. <laughs> that's great news. Good yeah. news this Christmas season. So, yeah. good. Anything else to add? Well, just make sure beyond Sunday you let that hope drive your daily life because you can't say in one breath, you know, you and I can't say, well, I believe that there's a better time coming, but I'm not living for God now. That that That's, remember, hope and faith are the same. So, I say I believe God, which means my life needs to reflect, you know, mm -hmm. his agenda. Yeah, good. I, ne I need to be on mission. Yep. Whatever it is. That's a good closing word. Yeah. Uh, where are we headed next week? What's the word? Uh, the word is peace. Peace. And, you know, uh, uh, what's hard is we've been together a lot, so uh -huh. there's only so many peace words in the Bible. Although that word, wow, that because of the reference to peace offerings, and I should have did the math. I, I, I didn't do it. I should have done it. Uh, I guess if you take out the references to peace offerings in mm -hmm. Leviticus and Numbers alone, mm -hmm. it dwindles it down. But there's somewhere near 700 references to peace in the Bible. Wow. But it's not, they're not all theologically loaded. You know, a lot of them are, are in a standard right. greeting, you know, peace uh, be to you okay, or, okay. you know, may your peace return or stuff. But, but yeah. several of them are theologically loaded. So peace so is next. If in 20 years... If you're trying to not repeat texts very often, it's hard. It gets harder. It is. Yeah. yeah. Thankfully, they don't. Uh, thankfully, you don't remember a sermon from Sunday to Sunday, so that helps. That's but funny. I do. How do you catalog them? I keep a record of sermons preached. Yeah, I've kept a record all along. Have, so if you're dates. trying to look back and see, yeah. did I preach that text? So I, do you I, have them like in so biblical do, order? I do two things. One okay. is I look at that sermons preached in order chronologically, date mm -hmm. by date by date. Yeah. But then the other is I go back to my sermon file on my computer, and it's all listed uh, alphabetically uh, from, you know, from whatever's first, like a first Chronicles or first Samuel. And then after the ones, there's twos, but then it gets into the books alphabetically. Alphabetically, okay. And so I can quickly, if that verse looks promising for Sunday on peace, yeah. I quickly find both of those files, and I usually have this reaction. Oh man, that was a good one. Not the sermon, <laughs> but the text. So that's good. This one Sunday though is in Proverbs three, and I'm excited about oh, it. Oh, good. Yeah. Have you ever preached through Proverbs? A long, long, long time ago. Not, not here. Not here. Wednesday okay. night we did a lot of Proverbs here. That's right. <clears throat> Excuse me. That was mm -hmm. early on though. Okay, Proverbs three. Yeah. Fun stuff. Good. All right. Well, thanks for listening. If you have any questions about this episode or during Randy's sermon. Just email them to podcast at cbcmj.com. During the sermon. Sure. What during about people sermon. what about people writing about past episodes? Is Don't that do that. A, Not during okay, the sermon. Thank you. Do that thank in the you. middle of this podcast. Thank you, you can, you know, go ahead and write us a, a question. All right. Thanks, Randy. Um, <laughs> good. See you on Sunday. Love you guys. Thanks for joining us. Thanks again for joining us on today's episode. And remember, our Sunday sermons are meant to lead us to a life of worship beyond Sunday.